Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. And I'm here with Dr. Duncan McCollum, chiropractor, health expert, and published author. That's three books now, Dr. McCollum. The third one's coming out in a couple Mm, weeks. Third one's a charm. (laughs) All on Amazon. That's right. And our topic today is a popular one. I hope I know it. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. (laughs) We have a whole hour. Yeah. (laughs) I better get my books out. Um, it's all about the gut mm. and uh, known by many, the leaky gut. So we're going to be talking today about the top signs and symptoms you have a leaky gut, or as I like to say, how to change a leaky gut to a lucky gut. Hmm. Well, that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> and some call this the modern day epidemic. So this is... Uh, not a topic to be chuckled about too much because it affects so many people. I think the, I heard uh, Dr. Pompa talk about the fact that as many as 95% of Americans have a leaky gut or an unhealthy gut and don't actually know it. Yeah, that's true. You know, the, your gut or your digestive system is so important to our health. I mean, it is our gateway to the world. Everything that gives us life uh, as far as in in a food source comes through our digestive system. And if that thing operates well, then we are going to be healthy. When it starts to break down, it's just like driving a car with blue smoke blowing out the gas tank, you know, I mean, or the exhaust pipe, we're going to have a problem. And today, as I think you know, at least 50% of the people have a problem with their weight, and so many people are overweight or um, obese, and it has to do with the way our body is handling the fuel that we put into it via food. Right. And so this is our third show on the air. And uh, so I have my list of questions like I normally do. And I'm sure you're going to summarize like you usually do. Absolutely. I'm going to recap just so everyone (laughs) who's tuning in late knows what we were talking about. Uh, And so the first question I have, of course, is what is a leaky gut? Yeah, that's... Obviously, a great question. So our digestive system, everything that goes into our body has to travel through this tube, and then that tube exits down below, as we all know. That tube is actually outside of our body. When you put food in your mouth, it's not actually in your body. It's going through the center of your body, and then we absorb that into our body based on the enzymes and all the action that our digestive system does to um, absorb that stuff. No, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like we're a barrel and there's a tube in the barrel that's still outside our body. It's made up of something called exoderm. Exo Ex- means outside. The same. Our skin is called exoderm. Derm mm. means skin, and the uh, lining of our digestive system is still exoderm. Oh, okay. So how do I know then that I have a leaky gut? Well, I think the simple answer is if the statistics are saying that 96 or 94 percent of the people have it, then you probably do. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the, the real answer to that is um, if you're having some kind of a problem with your digestive system, it may not show up as you know, bloating or gas or, you know, diarrhea, constipation. It could show up as so many different symptoms and as it, from fatigue to um anxiety to depression to uh, so many different things. So we're going to go through a lot of different information so people can spot whether their healthy or unhealthy digestive system is affecting their health, not only now, but for the future. Okay. So I've heard that we have a, a brain, so to speak, in our gut 
that actually communicates with the brain in our head. Does that have something to do with all this too? You mean that brain that says I want a cookie at about 10 o'clock at <laughs> exactly. night? Exactly. That's coming from my gut. <laughs> Give me that dark chocolate. Exactly. Gosh darn it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's not the brain we're talking about. <laughs> okay. However, it is the same thing because there's uh, so many of our um, hormones and enzymes are made in our digestive system. In mm -hmm. fact, there is up to 70% of the feel-good transmitters or the serotonin that people heard about okay. mm -hmm. are actually exist in our digestive system. So if we treat our digestive system well and we give it the right types of um, foodstuffs, then it is going to produce the right kind of elements, the right kind of hormones out of our body or neurotransmitters. So that neurotransmitter... Um, it's called serotonin, which is the feel-good transmitter. Um, there's like really three places it's produced, mostly in our stomach um, or our digestive system. It's also in our eyes and in the back of our brain right down here, right here, called the medulla. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we want to make sure that those pathways are open and healthy so that we can enjoy our life. But it's very important what we put into our body so that we can utilize that, the aspect of those. So what you're saying is that for someone who may be feeling less than happy or have some sort of um, unexpected depression or anxiety or something like that, that it actually could be connected more to a gut issue because of these transmitters uh, and th then getting medication for it is not necessarily going to help all that much, right? Because, or is that medication trying to affect the communication going on between the, the brain and the gut and the brain and the head or it's just... You know, a that's a great question. And so... There's these things called serotonin, um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and SSIRs or RIs. <laughs> and um, basically what they do, the little bit of serotonin that our body produces to make us feel good, um, it is like splashed into a connection between the nerve cells. And as long as that's there, we feel good. So once that goes away, we start to, we don't have that good, feel good feeling anymore. So these medications actually stop that chemical, the uh, neurotrin, the okay. uh, serotonin mm -hmm. from going, getting out of that junction. So that the problem with that is, and we weren't really planning on talking about yeah, this, oh, yeah. but, but since you brought it I up, had, yeah. you know, the, um, if we do something to our body that's going to bypass the production of serotonin because we're not letting the serotonin that it made mm -hmm. go away, how well do you think our serotonin uh, our, um, emitters are going to work? Yeah, not very. They're going to yeah. start to get lazy. Just like when we take antibiotics, our own immune system doesn't have to operate anymore. Mm -hmm. Pretty okay. soon, when we, need an anti when we have a problem, our, our immune system... Just says, okay, go ahead and take an antibiotic. I've been on vacation for the last 20 years. Why do you expect me to work? Yeah, so it, it, it actually does make one think that if you're getting these types of symptoms, one way to address it first or to look at first is the, the gut itself and seeing if maybe you're not eating properly or doing something that's stressing the gut out that's affecting your feel-good transmitters, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. And and to kind of answer your question a little better when you ask about the brain and our gut, you know, there are there are bugs in our gut. They're they're these little bacteria mm -hmm. that ne they need fuel. They're going to eat what we digest. These little bugs called bacteria mm -hmm. or microbiome, di they're the first uh they're the first people to, or first things to see our food. They're going to eat our food for us and then break that down and create uh, nutrients that we can absorb. Without those bacteria, we could not survive. They're there um, breaking down the foodstuffs so that we can survive. So when you get uh, something like the serotonin uh, receptors in our body not getting the correct food, then they're not going to function well, and they're going to turn us off. They're going to turn off and make us feel terrible. So, if you have um, a leaky gut, then, and you've got some kind of toxic sludge, whatever mm -hmm. that's coming from, yeah. going into the gut, 
then that stuff's going to leak out into the the broader system. So how does the the gut actually, I guess, reabsorb the toxic waste into, because it's taking stuff in, is it just leaking out or is there a reabsorption process that goes on that it starts circulating through the whole body and affecting the whole body? Yeah, so we're going back to your original question, what is the leaky gut? So yeah, we got yeah. a little carried away, but that's okay. That. So thanks for bringing us back. So <laughs> the le your gut is like kind of like a, um, it's very selective on what it lets out of your digestive tract into your bloodstream. And if you will, if you had a sieve, um, you know, like how you fill, how you wash your rice or your beans yeah. or something like that. There's certain size holes in that sieve. Right. Only certain particles are going to get through there. Larger ones won't. And so the way our digestive system works is kind of like that. It's only going to let certain or selective substances come out of the colon or our digestive system mm -hmm. and be um, absorbed into our bloodstream and then distributed to the cells and organs of our body. So when we have the amount of toxins in our environment, be them the heavy metals that we talked about last week, uh, glyphosate, which comes from Roundup, which is extant. In fact, I believe on... Talk there about was, that in a bit, yeah. Yeah, I believe on the show earlier uh, with Michael Olson, they were, they were saying, the mothers that were talking about this were saying that every single wine in the United States has found trace amounts of glyphosate in it. Glyphosate breaks apart that sieve. It's like taking a screwdriver and hitting the sieve with it and making bigger holes in it. Now when you're trying to uh, filter the this substance, instead of getting those little particles coming through the sieve, you're going to get larger particles. So now you have things like bacteria that were never supposed to cross that barrier, being able to get into your bloodstream and other particles and other larger macrobiotics, um, larger food particles that get in there and all they do is cause inflammation and uh, they wreak havoc on the system and then all kinds of symptoms occur. Right. So you led me to my next question, which had to do with uh, glyphosate. I know we talked about it. Um, well, we've talked about it a lot the past two shows, but um, we, should we should be talking about it with every show because yeah. of the danger it, it poses to us. And isn't it true that glyphosate itself will poke holes in, in the gut? Yeah, there's studies out there. In fact, there was a, a Senate uh, committee study. Um, Dr. Stephanie Seneff took a whole uh, study to them explaining how actually how glyphosate will actually break apart the junctions of the cells of our digestive system. So if you put your fists together and you know that there's a, micro, a microscopic amount of air between there, that would be the size of the hole that the nutrients are, get, are supposed to get through. Glyphosate spreads the cells apart, making holes big enough for a truck to go through. And that allows all these various substances that should never get into our body to penetrate into our actual bloodstream. And these are causing tremendous amount of autoimmune diseases and all kinds of organ dysfunction, brain dysfunction, and all kinds of terrible things. Oh, I hear music. I hear music when I think of you. <laughs> So we're going to take a short break and come right back. Did you know that 70% of your serotonin receptors are found in your digestive system? That's right, those feel-good transmitters are found inside your gut. When you have problems with digestion, dysbiosis is one of those fancy terms, or colitis, or Crohn's disease, or any of those digestive problems, this can affect not only your health, but your attitude and your mood, making you feel terrible. Join us Tuesday night at McCollum Family Chiropractic in Capitola for a workshop to learn how you can feel better by fixing your gut. Call 459-9990. That's 831-459-9990. The workshop is 6.30 to 8 o'clock this coming Tuesday. Join us at McCollum Family Chiropractic in Capitola for a workshop to learn how you can feel better by fixing your gut. Call 459-9990. You're gonna find the world is love. 
You know how appropriate it is to have Smith Dobson and Gail Dobson singing this amazing song about their daughter Sasha Dobson and how life should be a bounce on Papa's knee or Daddy's knee, and then all of the things that seem to cause stress in our life, and those stresses bring us down, and those stresses can be anywhere from physical, um, like accidents and injuries, chemical like we're talking about today, and of course emotional. But uh, let's go back to our show. Yeah. Yes, let's go back to our favorite topic, glyphosate. Oh, yeah. But first, I'm going to do a recap, Okay. because <laughs> I like recaps. Okay. So we've mentioned that this gut area that we all, I don't think there's a single person out there that doesn't have a love-hate relationship with their gut, um, but it is a modern-day academic, uh, epi- academic <laughs> epidemic, this thing called a leaky gut. Um, and so we've now talked about what a leaky gut is, and we got into a discussion about the fact that there is some actual thinkingness, if you will, that goes on between the gut and the, the brain in our head. And also we talked about the fact that when toxic waste gets dumped into a gut that's been uh, damaged in some way, whether it be chemicals or stress or whatever, that that toxic sludge can actually be reabsorbed back into the whole, uh, the whole body itself and ends up inflaming the cells and causing all sorts of um, other havoc, whether that be chronic conditions or disease. Then we got specifically talking about glyphosate, which is one of the most dangerous of the toxins because it can actually poke holes uh, in the gut itself. Um, And that leads me to something really yucky. (laughs) I'm giving everybody a heads up. This is really (laughs) yucky that I um, saw last night on some video on YouTube I was watching. Um, But it actually, they were talking about um, butchers and you know, cattle and pigs and stuff. And there was a comment by somebody on there um, who has worked in one of these facilities that what what they're seeing is then that when they're actually opening up these cattles and these pigs and whatever um, to, to do their meat thing, um, that they actually have an opportunity to see the condition that the gut is in. Um, and this particular person made a comment that they actually saw what glyphosate or these GMO fields are doing to these animals because it, he said that the gut just looked like Swiss cheese. Wow. So that's what we're talking about today, only we're talking about what it can do to humans too, and it's, it's not a pretty picture. Yeah, and unfortunately on that topic, I mean, you hadn't told me about that, but because so many of the commercial um, animal foods that we eat are being fed commercial grains, those grains are just being soaked with glyphosate. And that stuff as well as those uh, animals for years have been giving growth hormones so that they produce larger uh, parts of their body that we want to consume as meat. And they're also giving tons of antibiotics because they're being mass produced at a point where um, their disease is rampant. So mm-hmm. they have to give them antibiotics, which are estrogenic, estrogen-based. And then the, um, the uh, various pesticides that are put on there, the glyphosates on the field. So, you know, it's out there. We're not going to get it to go away quickly. But right. what we can do is we can learn about it and we can learn how to take care mm-hmm. of ourselves. And, and I think one of the uh, key food sources that we tend to forget about a little bit is corn. Mm -hmm. Um, And we should really pay attention to uh, eating GMO corn. Um, And this is really just, I guess, a plug for going to Trader Joe's, New Leaf, or Whole Foods in the area and buying yourself some grass-fed organic meat because um, that's one of the ways that we can help ourselves not get that into our system. And with that, I'll do a plug for Santa Clara County becoming a, a glyphosate-free zone. Santa Cruz County. Sorry, what did I say? <laughs> Santa Clara. They oh should, too. Oh, my God, too. my old home. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I used to live over there. Okay, so my next, on to my next question. My next one is um, antibiotics. Uh-huh. So we hear a lot about antibiotics doing this or that to to the, the gut. So I thought that was a good um, 
topic for us to talk about here too or for you to talk about how that affects the gut yeah it's that's a great way to uh, start this second segment so antibiotics anti means no more or you know against <laughs> biotics means bacteria so <laughs> So many times when we go to a doctor complaining of flu symptoms, we go away with antibiotics, which have nothing to do with viruses, which flus are. But sometimes there's the placebo effect, and I believe that in the past people have just been given something to go away, and somehow or other they start to feel better. Well, our body has its own ability to heal itself. Our body is magical, and if you treat it well, it's going to get well. And that's what the whole crux of our shows are, Carol, is to teach people that your body has an amazing ability to heal itself. Right. You just need to do the right thing. You need to learn how to take care of it. And through the course of our shows, I hope people get a little tidbit each time on what they can do. Right. But what antibiotics do, when you get an antibiotic, it's going to go in and basically wipe out all of the friendly bacteria in your body. So there's basically two types of bacteria. And I think you can get a visual of this. There's happy face bacteria and angry face bacteria. <laughs> the happy face bacteria are the ones that work with us to, to sustain a very healthy lifestyle. The angry face bacteria are the mean ones that basically eat our food and, and, and basically poop toxins. Yeah. So when they overtake our digestive system, things like leaky gut, chronic fatigue, uh, fibromyalgia, all of those terrible, achy, uh, diseases that cause chronic pain are caused ultimately at the source of the fact that we have a digestive system that has been broken down for so long that the bad bacteria has taken over and we have so many poisons running around in our system that everything hurts. So when you take antibiotics for anything, it's going to possibly get the bad guy, but it's also going to wipe out the good guys. Now the race is on. Who's going to, who's going to populate your body first, the good bacteria or the bad bacteria? Right. Well, as history would show, the bad bacteria happen to uh, win the battle most of the time. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with what we're, what we're feeding the bacteria. So if we're feeding our bacteria uh, raw sugars, um, food that's uh, like the the uh, gluteny foods that are all the gluten that's been altered in time um, all of this bad uh, food that's basically filled with chemicals and preservatives and food additives that's going to promote the bad bacteria from growing and not allow the good bacteria from growing for years when we got given back um, antibiotics from our medical doctors they would never mention take some probiotics with it or take some acidophilus. Now, at least we're, we're hearing this. I'm hearing this from my patients that my uh, doctor said I needed these antibiotics and then they said, take some probiotics. But I, you know, you might take it for a week. Right, yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to take years to get your, your digestive system functioning well again. By the time that bacteria enters, or the uh, probiotic enters your mouth, gets into your stomach, goes through your small intestine, all of those acids and chemicals and digestive enzymes, how much of that can get into your colon? Very little. So mm -hmm. just know that uh, by the time, I think the statistic is by the average uh, age of 18, our children on average have 17 doses of antibiotics. Wow. Yeah. So one of the things I learned from you is that, that these good bacteria um, help our cells. In other words, our cells need good bacteria to function properly. So in a way, everything we put in our mouth is either going to give permission for the good bacteria to survive or give permission to the bad bacteria to survive, right? Yeah, there's kind of a catchy uh, phrase going around right now, which is hack your microbiome. Oh, the microbiome, Yeah, yes. so microbiome, for any of you who haven't heard that term, micro means small, biome means life. So it means the bacteria. It's, we're talking about the small organisms in your body that work with us in a symbiotic relationship to keep us alive. And so when the microbiome gets... Um, bad, unhealthy like we were just talking about, what we need to learn to do is hack the bad stuff. In other words, we want to learn how to wipe out the bad bacteria and help the good bacteria um, thrive. So those bacteria, again, cover every 
millimeter of our body. They cover our body completely. And there's something like 100 trillion bacteria in our gut. Nothing gets into our body without going through a microbiome first. And as long as they're healthy, we're healthy. As they get unhealthy, we get sick. So where does prebiotics fit into all that? Yeah, so prebiotics, um, you may or may not have heard of that. That's, um, so if I was going to plant a garden and mm-hmm. I was going to get the soil prepared and I wanted to plant some particular thing like asparagus, I just planted you know, 20 asparagus plants and I, I know it's going to take three years before I can <laughs> eat one. But um, as long as I treat that soil right, those, they'll last from 20 to 30 years. But as soon as that soil goes bad, they are not going to survive. So the prebiotic is like setting, um, making the bed for the healthy bacteria to grow in. It's uh, various substances that, and that's going to make the chemical nature of our digestive system such that the good stuff can live and the bad stuff can't. So it will help promote the probiotic, in other words. Yeah. So if we have a bunch of sugar in there and chemicals, you're going to breed bad bacteria. Right. If you have the healthy um, prebiotic stuff that we're going to talk about, then you're going to promote the good stuff. And, you know, the guy that wants candy ain't going to show up. Yeah, exactly. So then prebiotics uh, would be something like what? Fermented foods? Yeah. Fermented foods. You know, we know that a lot of people that are starting to take charge of their own health, which is the only way you're going to be healthy. Um, if you take a look at our health, our health system, we're rated 50th in the world for health. I heard recently that we now take 70% of all the medications made in the world. Last I heard it was 50%, but now I heard it's 70%. I'm not sure where that source comes from, but anything above 50 is bad. Right. And we're still rated 50th in the world for health. So nobody is going to take care of your health except you. So the more you listen to shows like ours and and find out about how to get yourself healthy, the better off you are. So fermented food, um, you can make your own. Uh, you can eat pickles, you can eat sauerkraut, you can have vinegar, uh, apple cider vinegar in water at night, various things to get that um, the the soil, if you will, into the right condition that the good stuff will grow. Yeah, so I've tried the pickles. I love pickles, always Mm -hmm. have. Sauerkraut, not so much. But I have tried pickle beets, and they were good. Okay. So I guess um, uh, our message to everyone is, you know, go to the store and pick out some Peter... Peter I'm going to start saying that and I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So here's the thing, and I'm glad you mentioned this, Carol, because so many times I hear this from my patients. Oh, I'm not going to eat that. I don't like that, or I'm not going to do that. Well, we are in such a funny place in in our life right now, and we've been able to eat what we want, when we want, wherever we want, however much we want, with whoever we want, since World War II. And that's part of the reason that we're so unhealthy. Our bodies are used to having various foods at various seasons. And, and, you know, sometimes what you... In the old days, you'd have to eat it whether you liked it or not because that's all you had to eat and it was good for you. Now, you know, heck, if I could eat ice cream every day, that'd probably, and and be healthy, I'd probably do it. But sometimes I have to do things that are good for me and, you know, it's, it's not terrible. So, you know, one spoonful of sauerkraut a day would probably go a long way in helping you stay healthy. I know I've got a big argument here. I'm just saying. I just have to get the right kind of hot dog, I guess, to put it on (laughs) or something like that. So, um... Now we're going to talk about symptoms because mm. there are there's there's so many and I think we you've mentioned already a lot of the physical ones um, but I just kind of wanted to recap that uh, a little bit before we go on to um, the fixer for all of this before you start for anybody who just tuned in can mm. you tell them what we what we're talking about as far as the leaky gut and symptoms oh, okay so. Uh, some of the physical ones, actually, something that I had at one point a few years ago was irritable bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. IBS, um, food allergies, which is I found out afterwards, which actually was uh, at least a symptom upon a, a symptom upon a condition, I guess, <laughs> a symptom of food allergies causing the condition of IBS, uh, constipation, diarrhea. There's a good commercial out about mm-hmm. that. Um, tiredness. Uh, autoimmune, I've heard also some autoimmune conditions can be brought on through leaky gut. And um, I actually saw uh, uh, yesterday that asthma mentioned as something now they're looking at as being um, connected to the, the health of the gut also. But there are these other emotional um, issues which go back to the 
the serotonin transmitters you were talking about that are affected um, in the gut that can create uh, depression when it's not working properly, depression, anxiety, mood swings. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of us have experienced that somewhere um, along the way in life, but never really considered that it could actually be the fact that we're not eating the right, the right things uh, that could be creating not just the physical, but also the emotional. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting as you're saying that, and I'm, I'm remembering, um, I, I was watching a, a, uh, a women's World Series softball tournament one time, and they showed this little kid about five years old eating a blue um, snow cone. And they said something about, oh, isn't that cute? About two minutes later, they panned over to the kid, and the kid's mouth was blue, and he was hitting himself in the head with his hand. And they were laughing about, isn't that interesting what sugar's doing to the kid? But it's the sugar and the chemicals upsetting the kid. And so many of, children, of our children are so addicted to sugar, uh, soda drinks, Twinkies, the types of food that they get, and it's creating this very unhealthy environment. The serotonin levels that, if, that should be created in our digestive system are not being created. And um, that's just a small example of what can happen to adults when we're not getting the right foods and we are binge eating or we're eating because of um, you know something going on in our life and we just feel good to eat. And it creates this bad chemicals in our body that wipes out our serotonin in our digestive system and it reaps havoc on our us mentally we just start start to feel um, depressed anxious um, all, all kinds of things like that yeah and you know I think that's why we're doing this show because we both recognize working with um, different patient different ages of patients male female kids that so much of our our health depends on knowledge and there's a lot of misinformation out there and I know just with talking to patients myself in your office that when I say, oh, it's really important you become sugar-free or your kids become sugar-free, there's like, oh, my God, it's so hard and I don't know if I could do it. But, but the more you know about what sugar is actually doing to the body, not just today, but what it can cause way out in the future, it, it's important because we start changing our viewpoint on it, and it just actually does make it just a little bit easier uh, to start getting off of it and really make that switch. So, my next question for you is: What is leaky gut doing to the rest of our body? That's a great question. You know, um, I think what we're going to do is take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll address that yeah. subject rather than picking it up. Yeah, because we're going to talk a few minutes about that. That's for sure. Sweet little Sasha. You're gonna find the world is like a bounce on mama's knee. Did you know that 70% of your serotonin receptors are found in your digestive system? That's right, those feel-good transmitters are found inside your gut. When you have problems with digestion, dysbiosis is one of those fancy terms, or colitis, or Crohn's disease, or any of those digestive problems, this can affect not only your health, but your attitude and your mood, making you feel terrible. Join us Tuesday night at McCollum Family Chiropractic in Capitola for a workshop to learn how you can feel better by fixing your gut. Call 459-9990. That's 831-459-9990. The workshop is 6.30 to 8 o'clock this coming Tuesday. Join us at McCollum Family Chiropractic in Capitola for a workshop to learn how you can feel better by fixing your gut. Call 459-9990. Okay, this is Carol Montgomery, and we're back with Dr. Duncan McCollum. And some great music there. So I just wanted to... You wanted to say something. Yeah, we had somebody call in about some information. And, you know, if you can go to our Facebook page, Health Rebels, and type in your questions there, we'll be able to answer them for you. We just don't have the time to do that on the air today. And we'd, we'd love to uh, see what we can do to find some information. So just go to Facebook, to Health Rebels, and type in your question, and then we'll, we'd be more than happy to get back to you. 
Yeah, and also just um, keep the feedback coming. We love it because it helps us make some choices in terms of our, our next shows because we're doing these monthly. So uh, we talked about probiotics, prebiotics, antibiotics, microbiome, <laughs> fermented foods, pickles, um, and the symptoms, both physical and emotional, that can be brought on through having a, a gut that's in bad shape. Um, and so my question right before the break was, uh, what is the leaky gut? condition doing to the rest of our body. Mm. Well, that I believe is the, the whole story, isn't right, it? Right, yeah. One of the main things we hear on the air and if we see in the, the covers of magazines and all this is chronic inflammation. Mm. Chronic inflammation is driving chronic disease. So if we can figure out what's causing chronic inflammation and reduce the inflammation in the body, we should be able to help chronic disease. Does, does that make sense? Right. We're, we're, we're finally getting to the source and removing the source. Right. A lot of uh, some of the uh, major uh, things that we've tried in, these country, in this country to date has been to cover up the symptoms but not get to the source. So now with some of the, the leading science in the, in the country and the world, we are really getting to the point of finding out what is actually causing the chronic inflammation so that we can handle the chronic inflammation. And, and Carol, it comes down to the cell. Right. So the cell is the only part of us that is alive is the cell. And the cell wall is the barrier between outside of life and in inside of life, being inside the cell. What's happening with the chemicals, whether they're uh, heavy metals, the glyphosates of the world, the, the molds, um, or other kind of biochemicals uh, created in our environment or from those bad bacteria in our gut, they're basically pounding on the cell wall, destroying and trying to break down the cell wall. Pretty soon the cell wall is so inflamed, it's kind of like having poison oak on your face so your eyes are swollen shut. You yeah. still have eyes, you just can't see. Right. And a perfect example of this is uh, somebody who's um, insulin uh, resistant. So, you know, you've probably heard of insulin resistance or diabetes where this, you, your body isn't producing enough insulin. Well, really, this, the, the thing is that one insulin figuratively speaking, used to open the sliding glass door to your cell and let a sugar in. That sugar would go to this little organism inside the cell and make energy. That energy would drive life. The toxins produced from that uh, energy producing organism inside your cell would put out an exhaust and that exhaust would get out of the cell and life was beautiful. It's kind of like driving down the road and you have fuel going into your carburetor and they used to have carburetors, <laughs> and then exhaust coming out of your exhaust pipe. And right. as long as that was clean, you were healthy. But if you took that garden hose and, or, and stuck it in an exhaust pipe and then in your window and rolled the window up and you're driving down the road, pretty soon those toxins are going to make you sick. That's basically what's happening to every cell in our body when it's not functioning well. So the leaky gut is allowing toxins into our bloodstream that should have never been there. Those toxins are pounding on our cell walls, destroying those really fine oils that protect the this, this inside of the cell from the environment. They're causing inflammation and stopping the hormones from working. They're plugging receptors so that they no longer work. So back to the insulin, rather than one insulin opening the sliding glass door, get, if you want to say it gets rusty, you need four, five, six insulins to try to push the door open. Pretty soon, this organ in your body called the pancreas can't make any more insulin. So we have to get synthetic insulin made by the uh, pharmaceutical company to push that door open so that one little shirt sugar molecule can get into our cell to make energy. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, so that would be similar to estrogen and progesterone, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if, if one hormone can't work on your body, you know, if insulin can't work, does it make sure sense that, um, like you were saying, estrogen, testosterone, progesterone might also have trouble getting into the cell? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is also the, uh, the way you're talking about it. It's also relating to the fact that the cell... It's getting swollen, right? As it gets inflamed, it's swelling up. So it, I, I call them doors. The doors get stuck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and thyroid hormone's another one. T3, you know, can't get into the cell. So you might be taking thyroid hormone. You might have your blood work done. Mm -hmm. the, they can, you can take various supplements or vitamins or medications to make your blood work look good. 
But I have so many people coming in and saying, the doctor says my blood work looks good, but why do I feel terrible? And that was me. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> because the cell being inflamed cannot communicate with the outside world and it's not getting the vitamins, minerals, and it's starving to death and or, you know, it's dying. So, and then when it gets weak, what happens, there's a magical thing inside our cells called DNA, right? right. The genes live inside our cells. And when those cells get toxic, the DNA gets, uh, the, the genes get altered. And you can, just like a light switch, you go into a room and you turn on the switch so you can see, there are 2,200 genes in our cells. And one of the, seven of those genes have light switches that turn on, turn on Alzheimer's disease. There's genes that flip on breast cancer, colon cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, all these different things. So if those toxins get into our cells and turn those genes on and create a symptom, typically what happens when you go to some kind of health facility? Well, they give you something that just takes care of the symptom or you know, here, have this healthy shake. <laughs> yeah, and then so what happens is you're not really solving the problem of toxicity in exactly. the cell, but you're, you're helping yourself get along better in life because maybe you're managing the symptoms. Right, and that's what happened to me, right? I mean, I, um, my, my story is um, a long one, but really it, it had to do with a test that said I was totally normal. I was not totally normal. I would try something, and three months later, I would feel like hell again and just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. And so, you know, this is, this brings us to the point of this Tuesday night, if any of this makes sense and you have some other questions, uh, you, of course you can go to health rebels on Facebook, but come to our office Tuesday night, um, in Capitola at McCollum family chiropractic at six 30 to eight, we'll be going over a lot of these details and answering questions for you. There are solutions. There are ways that you can detoxify the cell. And I think it's really important to know there is hope and uh, there's very possible you can be helped. If you have been doing the same thing over and over again and not getting a, a, the results you want, then look at what um, Mr. Einstein said, you know, <laughs> try something else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think a really important, um, important point to drill home is that cells divide mm -hmm. and that a healthy cell divides into another healthy cell but the sick cell does still divides, right? I mean, a sick yeah. cell also divides into a sick cell. And this goes back, I guess, to a little bit about the imbalance in the body when you were talking about bad bacteria versus good bacteria. Well, the cell itself will divide. So as you're getting, your cells are deteriorating because they're, they're um, you know, at war, if you will, with toxins that are hitting them and they're deteriorating, they're still dividing into six cells, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Your, your stomach cells or the cells in your gut last five days. So wow. every five days you have a new lining in your gut. So how can you have a problem in your stomach if you're getting a new lining every five days. Well, once those cells start to go downhill, if you will, from the um, imbalances in your digestive system, you're, to, to further your point, if all of my cells when I was first born was a, were a 10 in health, 10 being the highest, the, you know, as time goes on, you can say, well, with age, my cells aren't as healthy. Not necessarily true. But as the toxins and things create eights, those eight cells make eight cells. And pretty soon they're weaker and weaker and five cells are making five cells. So now you have cells that are just emitting and creating weak cells. Um, muscle cells last for 90 days. Heart cells last, excuse me, heart cells last for 90 days and uh, muscle cells last 120 days. So our body's constantly replacing itself. Right. So we need to give it the right fuel and take away the toxins so it can rebuild itself. And you know, we don't have a lot of time to talk about what's how your body can create its own stem cells, but mm. your body is constantly rebuilding itself. Yeah. And actually, that that brings up a good point. So we've talked about the fact that uh, food is one way to help the gut, obviously. Um, the stem cells that you just mentioned really goes back to a, a whole new show we could do just on fasting because there's a connection between stem cells and fasting. Um, but really when we're talking about removing the source of the 
the toxic overload in our cells that are preventing them from from functioning optimally, mm -hmm. what we're talking about is detoxing the cells itself, correct? And, yeah. and that's that's a program that I've been through um, that that definitely gave me my life back. And we work with a lot of patients now um, who are seeing the same successes. But I, I thought it would be great in the next few minutes for you to talk a little bit about how that works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many different types of cleanses out there. And a lot of them are, they, they're not doing harm. But, you know, I could say I was telling a patient the other day, she's doing a five-day cleanse or a 10-day cleanse. You know, that's all well and fine. But it's like taking your car through the car wash drive-through. You know, you might get some of the, the paint off of it, or excuse me, some of the dirt off of it, and the windows might be washed, but the inside's still terrible, and there's still dirt under the seats. So if you're going to spend any time or money thinking that you're going to do any kind of detox cleanse that is going to be thorough, then it's ta you're talking about a lifetime of changing the things that have gone bad in your body. But those 10-day cleanses or those enemas that you might do or what have you, they're, they're going to be helpful, but they're definitely not going to change the course of your life. What we have developed through uh, some of my mentors, one being Dr. Pompa and the cellular um, detox uh, kit formulas that we use is actually, first and foremost, there's really three stages. The first one is you have to open up these pathways that have been plugged and clogged. Our liver has been so, so polluted for so long, and it is like the oil filter in our car. If you change your oil and never change the oil filter, you know, there's, you're going to have problems. So if you can imagine a bucket of water on the ground with a sponge in it, and you keep taking that sponge out and washing the walls, and you keep dipping that sponge in that same water, it gets dirtier and dirtier and dirtier, right. you're eventually going to have dirt on the walls because the water's dirty. And that's the way our bodies are. When our detox pathways are plugged and polluted and basically deadened because of the poisons in our body, um, you can do any short-term cleanse you want, but it's never going to get the job done. So the first part of this is to get our downstream pathways, if you will, the kidneys and the, the liver, the large intestine and the bladder uh, functioning well so that when we do pull a hidden toxin out of some dark place in your body, it has some place to go. Right. A lot of the cleanses people do might stir up the pond. So if I had a pond with clear water in it and I ladled out a little bit of clean water from the top, that might look pretty and smell pretty good. But if I mixed up the whole pond with all the mud on the bottom, there's where all the trouble lies. So we need to get down deep down into the cells. You can't do that safely unless you have some place for those toxins to go. So by cleaning the downstream pathways, the liver and uh, getting handling the leaky gut, so you're not just absorbing the stuff back into your, di into your body, uh, we can safely pull the very, very toxic chemicals out of your body, heavy metals, glyphosate, biochemicals, and mold. And then we have a substance that's so strong, it can grab hold of those things and pull them out of your body. Uh, people don't know that bile, you've heard, probably heard of bile, never leaves your body. It just keeps recirculating. Yeah, I, didn't know that. I just found that out. Yeah, right. it recirculates from your large intestine back up into your gallbladder. And so many of those cleanses pull things down to your intestine, but never out of the body, only to be grabbed by the bile and recirculated back into your body. And it's just, it's really bad. It can cause more problem mm -hmm. than help. Yeah, and I think it's uh, great for for people to also understand that there's actually tests now that can be done to, to help them understand what their toxicity level is, including um, an excellent heavy metal test. We did heavy metals last month, but um, it's important for people to be tested. It's important for people to understand, you know, what their toxicity level is. Um, and also understand that for some of us, we've been you know, didn't know this information because it didn't exist when we were growing up. This is all new science, some of it within the past couple of years. Yeah. And so we've spent years putting things into our body, being exposed to things in utero. We, we, we didn't, we've talked about that before, being passed on to us uh, by our mothers, um, that there's no quick fix, right? There's a 10-day cleanse is great, 
But really, when you're talking about, as you said, these hidden toxins, it, you know, mo most of our patients are at least, what, four or five months, maybe even six. Um, and then we start seeing, wow, I'm sleeping better. My energy's up. Oh, my God, I'm not taking hormones, creams anymore. That was me. Um, <laughs> but it, it, there is no quick fix. It does take time, and it takes commitment. Um, and it is a lifestyle change. But, boy, to have this science at our fingertips now in this day and age and be able to um, allow people to learn about all this information and actually come in and, and, and meet us. Meet at the, come this Tuesday night. We'd love to meet you all. You listen to us. Um, hopefully this is the third time you've heard us on the radio. We'd love to meet you um, at McCullum Family Chiropractic this Tuesday night at 6.30. Get your feedback, but come on in and listen to Dr. McCullum talk and get tested. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'll tell you, some of the stuff that we're getting is so, so current. Uh, for instance, the, the gentleman who won the Nobel Prize for Medicine in 2016, Dr. See if I can say it, yeah. Yushinori Usami, got the Nobel Prize for a word called autophagy, autophagy, self-eating. And we know that the body will break down the bad cells. It's going to break down the bad heart cells, lung cells, immune cells, all of the terrible cells that we won't mention on the on the air here <laughs> that start with a C. And the, the bad bacteria, it's going to wipe those out and take those substances and make new healthy cells. So we are at the cutting edge of the fountain of youth, if you will. Yeah, we know how to permit your body to start to make its own stem cells. And we know how to get the body to dump all these toxins that have been stored in it since you know, for four generations, uh, lead comes down through mother and something like 278 different chemicals, ca cancer causing um, chemicals and all these various things are coming through your mother uh, through the umbilical cord. Yeah. And any mothers out there or soon to be mothers, you should get checked before you bring anybody in the world. Because I'll tell you, if you can clean up your body prior to getting pregnant, you're going to do a world of good to your child. Yeah. And I, I think also understanding that um, there's no fix for to get all of the toxins out of the body because obviously we're bombarded with them all day long but the body is so efficient that once you can get that level down low enough for that particular individual body the body will take over and it becomes a happy body and, yeah. the, and a lucky gut <laughs> <laughs> that's right your body knows what to do our bodies are a miracle you yeah, are a miracle yeah. I had a, a patient that um, I saw him when he was very young and I he moved out of town and I ran into him uh, about two weeks ago and he said that he's living in LA and he had these these conditions and he'd been trying to solve them himself and he goes you know Duncan I came across this amazing thing the body can heal itself <laughs> I never was told the body can heal yeah. itself and it was so so odd to me that we don't get that information your body is a miracle it can heal itself all you have to do is remove the interference and let it do what it's supposed to do so come th tuesday night we'll be glad to have you guys there uh 459-9990 call 459-9990 or just show up at mccollum family chiropractic in capitola in the Brown Ranch Marketplace. Thank you so much. Yes, and thanks to Jackie and stepping in for allowing us to do this every month. It's all starting now for you. All that you're gonna do will be right here to see you through. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.